children today. We dedicate these children unto the Lord. We then know that God is able to keep them and to protect them. Together with God, we'll be able to raise up a very good generation. And our prayer is that this generation will grow to become a great generation. It is very serious if you have child that is disobedient is a grief both not only to the child but to the child and the parent but it's also there's also a blessing if you have a child that is obedient it brings blessings to uh, the parent hallelujah and that's why we bring in these children that God will help them uh, to be what they will be. Hallelujah. I will, today, we dedicate the church, I will talk about children. Isn't it? How many of that God cares for young children? In Matthew 8, verse 10, there was a time these children, Matthew 10, Matthew 8, The ten verse. Matthew eighteen. It's rather eighteen, not eight. Did I say eight? The eighteen verse. The eight, chapter eighteen. The ten verse. He said, "Take heed that word." You do not what? Despise what? One of what? This, the one I dedicated. Little children. <laughs> you see them, you, it is easy for you to despise them. For I say to you that what? Where? 
Where? In heaven, what? The angels always what? See the face of my father who is in heaven. So that is how important children are to God. Somebody told me, prophet, if you want your prayers to be answered, do good to the children. No wonder Jesus said, you know, when there was Jesus was coming and the children were coming to him. And they thought the children were nuisance. You know, sometimes children, sometimes they feel they look like nuisance even when you have visitors in the house and they come, you want to sit down with them. Some of them, they'll come. Some of them are very bold. They will, you know, bolder than their parent. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> they'll come and just uh, try what, you see, they want to jump on the person. They want to just feel free and the parent get nervous. Uh, you get nervous the way the child is behaving. And you feel like pushing the child away. So these children were coming to Jesus. And I presume Peter might be one of them. <laughs> the reserve all said, Ah, I'm paying for you. I said, I'm more Or if we are dealing with serious sin, look at how the children are. Then the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. You know, they, they brought the little children. The disciples said, don't bring these children. We are just looking for serious them. We want to pray for people who are, who are adults, who have gone through struggles, battles, Satan has battered them. These children, they were just born. How, they haven't faced the world. Why do them bring them to Jesus? Because the children, have, they've just been born. They haven't gone through any struggle. And they think that Jesus has come for all problems. So they rebuked them. I thank God for mothers. I thank God for parents. They didn't want to take their blessings alone. They were bringing their children. They, it's not even in their kids. They were bringing their children. That is how they want their children to be blessed. They were not even asking for the blessings for themselves, but they were bringing their children to be blessed. So they brought them forward. This is not the first time they are bringing children for us to lay hands. <laughs> and Jesus was laying hands, but the disciples thought that, look, we want action. We want the blind to come, Jesus opened their eyes. Then they say, yeah, not these little children who have no problem. You just, they don't even know, you just lay your hand, listen, I saw you yet So they decided to stop the children. And Jesus saw it. Let's look at what Jesus said. But Jesus said, let the what? The little children come to me and do not what? Forbid them. For of such is what? The kingdom of God. The angels is directly before the face of the Lord. Well, God always wants to protect 
the vulnerable and the weak. And children are the most vulnerable and weak. So God will always go on that side. So the angels are always before the Lord, ready to act on behalf of the children. That if anything is happening, if there's anybody that will be rescued first by an angel, it will be the children. Oh, you are, you are, you are, you are angry with me. Is that today, today uh, pastor is talking for children. Yes, let me talk for children. Because it's good, let me talk for children. I will talk for children and I will always talk for children. Amen. Amen. So, Judges chapter 13, verse 8. And do you know one of the reasons why, I think most of the reasons why God chose Abraham was, he said, I know, you know, I read the scripture. I'll come back to the Judges. Uh, the, the first scripture I read in Genesis, he said, I know Abraham. I know him. How does he know him? That he would teach his children. What I'm giving to him is not going to die. He will transfer that kind of godly quality to his children. And that is why my kingdom can continue. He will not let it truncate from, he will not truncate it from his, oh, oh Abraham is a good man. By his, he said, for I have known him God saying that he's known somebody. For I have what? Known him in order that he may command his word, his children and his household after him, that they keep what? The way of what? Of the Lord. To do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken him. He said, I know Abraham will train his children, will keep them, and will keep his half whole, and give them the instruction that is needed, so that I can bring what I want to do to come to pass. And no wonder you see the training through Isaac. Isaac trusted the Lord, like his father trusted him. In time of famine, the Bible said Isaac sowed. You think Isaac decided to sow if he was taught to be stingy by his father. There's no way he would sow at that time. He would eat the seed. But his father told him, Isaac, don't let pressure make you spend your capital. Don't let anything put pressure on you. That the capital you're working with, you use it for other things. So, no matter how difficult things are, I want you to sow and still trust the Lord. When people are eating their seed, you sow it. Eventually, you'll get more seed and get more fruit and take their money. So, Abraham taught him. <laughs> the God of increase. He also taught him how to dig wells. You know, when uh, 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 the woman said, uh, at the, in the, 
Now the Philistine has stopped all the wells which his father's what? Seven had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and he had filled them with the earth. So who dug the well? Abraham made sure that he was a well digger. He said, look, my son, wells are very good. You cannot live on this part of this well and not have well. So don't just live like that. Find wells. Always get wells. It could be oil block. It could be. <laughs> Find some well. So let's continue. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than us. So what he did was that he first started digging what was filled. Because his father, well, when you don't do anything, you don't, if you haven't suffered for something, you, don't, you can't maintain it. The culture of not maintaining things was also there. No wonder there was famine. So anytime, instead of them to take that well, if they were, the well was bringing out water, they would have used that well to water the agricultural thing and that famine would have been reduced. They would have watered their, their animals and the, they would have increased. But because... They didn't spend money. They didn't dig it. Somebody, you know, when you come and miss something and you didn't contribute, you feel like, uh, uh, let's just abuse the thing. Sometimes it is not only women that are abused, not only children that are abused. You can abuse even chairs. You can abuse houses. You can abuse uh, cars. You can abuse uh, even the pastor. Pastor abuse. You can abuse the pastor. You abuse the pastor, the pastor's priest is tired, but still, you're abusing him. <laughs> Amen. So, because they didn't dig it, they have to, they filled it with earth. So he decided to, to dig it. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham, in his father, for the Philistine had what? Stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. Some of the things have been blocked. The wells our fathers have blocked, have dug. We have blocked them. The Philistines, there are always Philistines in everywhere. Philistines in businesses. Philistines in nations, Philistines, their work is to block wells. They will destroy things. Philistines. So this Philistines filled the whole place and somebody came and said, I am going to redict that thing. I will do it. What they have filled, we will bring it back. The glory we have lost, we will regain it. 
And when you start digging, you're going to face opposition. Anytime you want to do good things, remember, you're going to have great opposition. So he dug the wells. Also Isaac's servant dug in the valley and found a well running with water there. If you dig, you will find water. If you don't dig, you won't find anything. So I pray that God will make, he said this is the reason why I chose Abraham. I believe that he taught his son that the importance of well. Not that Isaac wanted some work to do. Not that he, he didn't have anything to do. I just said, oh, okay, uh, I'm just whiling around. Let oh, you just dig something. No. He saw if you don't see important or something, you, don't, you will not put your energy on it. So he saw the importance of wealth because his father taught him the importance of wealth. So he decided to dig wealth. We must teach our children importance of things so that when they grow, not because mommy says, do this, they know this thing is very important for me. Teach him the importance of education. Don't just force him to learn. Oh? If you force him, he will learn for you. But if he sees the importance, he will learn for himself. So in everything that we do, let us see importance of that thing. Let's teach our children how important to go to church. The importance of serving the Lord our God. The importance of doing A, B, C, D. When the child has that revelation of it, he will then, even if he will leave the child, he will not depart from it. The importance of not causing red light. Because you may die. It's not, it's not because they've just made the rule that don't cross red, red line. Because while you are crossing, there's a green somewhere. And the person in his mind, he's, he might not be a defensive driver. Before you realize, he keeps eating. Bah! And by the time you open your eyes, you're in heaven. And the angel will say, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just because some policeman will arrest you but we must know importance of things so see, Abraham has a way of teaching people the importance of things then why it's necessary for you to do some things the importance even of marriage if your parent force you into marriage you will suffer inside but if you see the importance of it, you will work it out. If they force salvation upon you, you will pretend to be saved. But if you see the reality that I need salvation, nobody will chase you in the house to go to church or to serve God. 
I hope I'm talking sense. This is how Abraham trained his children. And that is why they carried out. Till today, a Jew will not do some things because they know the importance of it. So if we know the importance of the death of Jesus Christ, we are going to value it very high. In fact, the reason what put value on things is how important it is. How many know that? Gold and diamond. They are just uh, stones. And we put importance on them. The one who doesn't know the thing is gold or diamond. He will use it to play ludo. <laughs> oh, you don't know? Wait, well, he doesn't know. He, has not, he doesn't know the importance of it. So Jesus even said, he said, that don't give something to the swine. No. Pearls. No. Don't cast what? Your pearl before what? Because they don't know the importance of it. I, I, I hope I'm talking something. If Ghanaians will know the importance of certain things, government don't need to chase us. If you understand the importance of fasting, And prayer. That some kind do not go out. Except prayer and fasting. And you have those kinds. In your life. Nobody should chase you. You don't watch your watch. You are not fasting for the pastor. <laughs> because it is something you really understand. So my brethren... Abraham character. The reason why he taught him, God chose him one reason is because of this quality in him. He thinks he will bring importance of God's things. He made God's things highly valuable, important before his children and explain it to them. So that when those children grow, they are not going to depart from it. That's the purpose of teaching. That children will know you see, the reason why so most of us didn't like mathematics is because they didn't teach us the importance of mathematics. It was forced around our neck. Unless you have what? A good teacher. He comes, mental. One plus one, two plus two, three. Ah, what is this? Especially when he comes with division. Hey! <laughs> Oh, you understand? <laughs> and become X plus X is equal to Y. And what is all this Y and X? He won't tell you the reason why there is X, there is Y. So you think there's an X and Y they are bringing together. Meanwhile, you'll find out in life there are things that are not like when you'll be able to, it should help you to think. It's helping you to think well-solved problems in life. 
is for life-solving problems. If we don't understand it like that, it becomes burdensome. You don't enjoy it. But if you understand the thing, you enjoy it and want to do it yourself. I hope you're getting me. I hope I'm talking sense, some small, small sense. Once these children, we train them like that, I believe that they will not depart. It's not only that, oh, you say, oh, when you train the child, he will not depart. No, no, training is making the person see the importance of it for himself. Why do you come to church? Is it somebody, because somebody is inviting you all the time, just come and sit on you, I'll go and bath and let's go. And that day you don't feel like going to church. You see, you, you are, you are, you're wasting time. You use 30 minutes, 15 minutes to bath, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to bath. Then you go, you say, oh, I don't have shirt. I'll give you one. You say, I don't have shoe. That's where they can tell you, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have that. But if he sees the importance that my life, my future, look, even if he has no shoe, he doesn't care about who is coming to church. He comes without shoe. And people see this one is odd among us, but to him it's not odd. He's seen the importance of church. Abraham placed this and all his children. He instructed Isaac, teach Jacob, and teach everybody, and teach the rest. So all the time, they laid their hands and also put the spirit on it, the importance of it, that look, what I have lived, I'm placing it upon you. It's a legacy for all of us, and continue with that one. The type of life I, I, I led to be able to be what I am today. If you continue with it, you are also going to be like that. Amen. And the children said, wow, my father. I said, yes, God has blessed my father. He's got this and he's got that. He's got that. Now, I am also going to do exactly what my father did to get that one. So he followed his father's footsteps. Because he saw the importance of digging well. And when he dug the well, those who didn't understand, the well closes. The well uh, uh, pollute, the, that, those that pollute wells, they will come and pollute it and try to discourage you. Don't be discouraged. If you understand something and you are doing it, don't let anybody mis discourage you. That's why the Bible says that in getting all, everything, get understanding. Get understanding. Training and teaching comes out of understanding. Amen. I will end here. That is just, this should have been the introduction of my message. But it has become a message by itself. So, I was going to talk about when you have a child, you've trained your child very well, the blessings in it, 
for the child and for you. When you don't train him very well, the grief for the child and for you. So, maybe next time, if you permit me, uh, or any other child education, I may continue with that. Amen. Amen. Good. Tend to that person by you. Ask him, did you understand why you clap your hands? <laughs> oh, prophet. So tell the person, understand. Tell the person, understand. understand. They understand Jesus. Do you understand salvation? What is your answer? Yes. If you don't understand salvation, in time they make an altar call, you run forward. And you receive Jesus about 40 times. And still, you still think you are not born again because you don't feel you are born again or because you faltered somewhere. But if you understand it, that is when, listen, if you don't also understand the message, you cannot even be born again. So what the Holy Spirit does is that when we preach, he takes the word and makes you understand it. Sometimes what I say each one listens it in different ways. He takes it and applies it to your own situation. And as if God is speaking to you. And that is what creates real faith. When you put your faith in that one, it will never, never fail. Amen. So say, have understanding. I do you understand life? Oh, do you understand life? If you don't understand life, if you don't understand something, what do you do? Huh? Yes. That's why you do research. We do research. Our university must do research to give us the understanding of our own problem. When we understand it, we can solve it. But if you don't understand it, we can't solve it. We'll be going around. If you allow somebody to bring it and tell you this and that, and you don't understand, so Fabra, look. Something you don't understand. If you face challenges, you drop it. But if you understand it, nothing can stop you. You know that this is the thing. If I don't do this, it won't work. So even though it's difficult, I've done it and it's not working, I will still do it because I understand this is the only way that can take me there. If you understand Jesus, that he's the only way to God, you know, Jesus is the way. 
How many know that Jesus is the way? Yes. Jesus is not a way. He is the way. But there is a destination. Our destination is the Father. But you cannot get to the Father unless you go through the way. I am not one saying the Bible does say. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to what? The Father except through me. It's one way. One way. The only way, bridge, you have to cross to that place. If you walk through any place, you will get lost. Most people are seeking for the Father. Most nations are seeking for the Father. That is what our everything religion is facing. They're looking for the Father. But the way is Jesus. Religion is seeking for the Father. Heart, human beings are seeking for it creator. But the way, the way, the way, the way, the way is Jesus. Somebody will be offended. I am saying this. Said you have a close mind. When the way is one, if the way is one, there's no way I can have an open mind. Huh? Because there's no any other way. Makamedi, Obipa, onzo, onkamedi. The way. The way. And the early church Christians were called the way. Those who they, are, they, they believe and the faith is the way. If you want Jesus, if you want to go to God, if you want to arrive to the Father, today I am challenging you. If you haven't passed through Jesus, you may miss it. You will not get there. Yes, good deeds are good. Philanthropic things, very good. But they are not the way. Singing nicely is good, but it's not the way. Dancing to the Lord is good. Sometimes you yourself, you enjoy the dance more than God. But the way I want all of us in our fasting time to realize that there's a way. But don't also forget that the way is leading you to a destination, which is the Father. At the end, everything will be given to the Father. That is where we are all moving towards, the Father. But he made a way, and the way is through a son. That is Jesus Christ. If you have never, sincerely, if you never understood the gospel, if you've never accepted him as your Lord and personal savior, today the way is here. You can walk on the way. I'm giving you the opportunity today to come through the way to the Father. 
or else your prayers and your fasting will be just anything. Jesus just told us that when your prayer said that our Father, who had, so the prayer even is addressed to the Lord, the Father. So please, I know you know God as your God, but you must have God as your Father. And that is what I want you to know. If you have never received Jesus Christ, don't worry about anybody sitting by you. Don't say, oh, they will think I'm an old Christian, I've been coming to church, and now that I'm going to receive Jesus Christ. Hey! You can, you can sit by where they, when you are going to travel, you can sit by a ticketing uh, office. And people come and buy the ticket, and you'll be there for a very long time. When the place is going to take, you will not be able to go. Look, don't say, oh, people will see, they see I'm here, and they'll say, I haven't bought the ticket yet. Yes, it's better you buy it now. Before the plane take off. So, I want you to close your eyes. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, just lift up your hands. Raise your hands sincerely from your heart. And that is where understanding, real understanding begins. Understanding that Jesus died for you. That he bore your sins. Understanding that you were to go to hell, but he went to hell for you so that you don't go to hell again. That is what I'm asking you. Understanding that if I die today, at this time, eight minutes to 12, I am going straight to heaven. I am not confused about my destination. I am going to the Father. Because I am in the sun. If you are not very sure about this, lift your hands. I want to pray for you. You're the one that I want to pray for. If you're very sure that you have the understanding, lift your hands and see. If you have never done that, just raise your hand. Just raise your hands. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. If you are, you've raised your hand, you can stand up. I want to pray with you. This is salvation. This is life. This is the most important decision to be taken in life. Don't let the devil keep you and say, hey, everybody will look at you. Yes, when you're going, you hell, there's no shyness for that. Heaven, no shyness. You better make your choice today. I want to thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I believe that. Thank you, gentlemen. I know God God is doing some great work. Uh, gentlemen, you are the desire and the woman, I, the women are desire of my heart. Just don't let anything keep you. Ushers, help them to come forward here. We'll pray there. We'll pray with them. I believe that. Just help them to come forward here. Just help them to come forward here. If you are at the other place, please just, there are elder, there are, there's somebody, pastors there, the pastors can see you there and and, and make sure that uh, they stand for you. <laughs> Clap for them. Do you know what is happening in heaven? The only time 
the only time you can be sure of what is happening in heaven is when people want to receive Jesus Christ. That one. You don't need revelation. You don't need anything. The Bible says that even if one sinner repent, the angels in heaven, what happened? That is, so what is happening in heaven now? What is happening to heaven now? How many of you pray the Lord's Prayer? How many of you pray the Lord's Prayer? You always sometimes pray the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, it's good. He said, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what is happening in heaven must also happen on earth here. If heaven, angels, father and body is happy, I don't see why the earth will not rejoice. There must be a rejoicing on earth here. I believe. I believe that if there's any dance, any jumping that we have to jump, is to do it on behalf of these ones. Because once you do it, heaven begins to do the same thing. And when there is connection between heaven and earth, miracles happen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most critical time for your life. This is the turning point for your life. Your life belongs to Christ. Belongs, you used to hold it. But what we are coming to do now is that you are going to walk on that way. That way is that somebody died for you so that you will not die again if you born every human being is born if you are born once you die two times if you are born twice you die once so there are three deaths that everybody will die <laughs> the, 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 jesus died one for the christian you can either take that one and so that you can just die one so, there are one death for all you, which is appointed unto every man once to die. But after death, there is judgment. So, there are, there are two deaths. Excuse me to say that. I said three at first. There are two deaths. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you will die all the two. You have to pay the price for the two deaths. But if you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you die the first one, put this body down. We don't even call it as deaf Christians. We call it as sleep. That one, you sleep in Christ. And you have no death waiting for you again. So, you will pray a prayer. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord you will be saved so today I would like you to believe that Jesus really died for you do you believe that 
Do you believe that? You believe that? Then you have passed, you've qualified for the next one. What you believe, you are now going to ask him to come into your heart to be your Lord and personal Savior. You pray by faith that Jesus come into my heart and he will surely come and live in you and help you. You know, before then, you were trying to do things and you are not able to live the right way. What you want to do, you are not able to do it. His God will now help you. They will then desire to do the good ones and God will help you to do it. So, I want you to pray that prayer. I want you to close. I want the church to pray with me. Say, Father, I know I am a sinner. I come to you today knowing that I'm a sinner. But you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die in my place. Because any soul that sinneth and surely die. And I'm supposed to die. But Jesus took my place. Lord Jesus, now come into my heart. Be my Lord and personal Savior. I believe that you died for me. And the third day, you're resurrected. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. What you've done, write today's date. That is what some Christians claim I'm born again. Born again is not a church. It is an experience and what you have done with God. It's a personal thing. So you are now a child of God. I say you are what? Who are you now, lady? Good. Who are you? How did you become a child of God? Because God's spirit now, you invited Jesus now. Where did you invite him to come? Good. You are good. You understood. I love this. After understanding this, you invited Jesus to come to where? Your heart. Wow. So where is Jesus now? Your heart. Wow. You really understand this. With this, if you really believe and did what you said, and what you said, if you really believed it, if I leave you in any place, you will survive. Nobody can change you because what is within you will rebel against Satan. Amen. We have come with all